Hello and welcome to episode one of an exciting new project, the Good Good Golf Podcast on the Talkin' Golf Network. My name's Rod Murray and like Troy McClure, many of you will remember me from such podcasts as Talkin' Golf History, State of the Game and until recently, the iSeek Golf Podcast. As some of you will be aware, the ISG podcast ceased publishing a couple of weeks ago after a change in direction at iSeek Golf's parent company. The Good Good Golf Podcast has been born out of that change. And while we as hosts will miss that weekly show as much as many of you listeners will, good, good is our way of continuing in the same vein. Now, just before I go any further, there is still a chance that the iSeek Golf Show will restart at some time in the future. If you're a subscriber, don't delete it from your favourite podcast delivery service just yet. We'll keep you informed of developments in that area. In terms of this show, however, it's really just one step in a series of pretty significant changes in my little podcast world. So here to help me explain and explore what's going on is a familiar voice to you all and one of two that you can expect to hear on a regular basis here on Good Good. New show, new title. It's a big hello to resident golf nerd, Adrian Logue. Adrian, good to be back behind the mic with you. Thanks for coming along for what will really be quite a self-indulgent chat today, but for me, an important one to try and fill the listeners in on what's happening with Talk and Golf. Thanks, Rod. It's uh, it's exciting to be here in the same studio with the Troy McClure of, <laughs> of Australian golf podcasting. Rodcast, as Steve Kuypert referred Rod to them once on Twitter. Very good, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm very uh, honoured to be taking part in this uh, this new uh, venture. I think it's um, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and especially with Derek Duncan, I'm, I'm really pleased to be um, having a podcast with Derek, and and of course with you. Well, you've let the cat out of the bag because, of course, the first thing to announce while he's not with us today is that Good Good will have three hosts. There's be you, there'll be me, which anybody from ISEC Golf will be familiar with, as they probably will be with Derek, who's the host of Feed the Ball. Uh, and we'll be the co-host of Good Good here, so we'll be hearing from him regularly. We've been pumping this guy's tyres for ages, Adrian. <laughs> That's what it's all been leading to. Kind of, in a way. But the funny thing is, to me, Derek is such a smart guy and Feed the Ball is such a good show. To me, we need to hear from him on other topics as well. Absolutely. And I think this will give an, an opportunity for him and for everybody else to to yep. see another side Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And you and I chat with Derek from time to time on other stuff, and so we know mm. what um, you know what the breadth of knowledge that he has on things. And, and he kind of really committed himself to creating these, these standalone mm-hmm. architecture golf podcasts, which he really wanted to be sort of evergreen content, and he's thoroughly succeeded in there. That yep. There's this library of fantastic uh, golf architecture podcasts that will always be there that people can reference, and hopefully he will continue to make many more of them. Um, but in addition to that, he, he's been kind of, you know, constrained into own, that's his only outlet. Mm-hmm. And so I think this podcast is a great way for him to have another another way to express yep. all there, the stuff he's. There was a hole in the market there. He's filled that time for Eric. Time for Derek to come out from hiding his light Eric, behind a bushel. Yeah. Derek, Eric, yeah. whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up with him. So looking forward to having Derek. Derek's on the road at the moment, so he couldn't join us for this preview episode. But I suppose in the bigger picture, Adrian, and this is kind of what I wanted to let people know. It's probably look. You're not going to read about this in the New York Times. It's not a huge medium, but it's quite an important one for me. So Talking Golf is a sort of an audio platform that I came up with 17 or 18 years ago before there were even podcasts and yep. doubled in and out of it over the years. You were using, you were dropping consonants before it was even trendy. I know you hate it, but it's my favourite term. <laughs> TalkingGolf.com, just the one G in Talking Golf, because a lot of people put two Gs in there. So the whole idea of Talking Golf was always online audio. It was an exciting thing back in the early 2000s. It became really quite exciting in 2004 when podcasts became a thing with the birth of the iPod, and we all know where podcasts are now. I think they're suggesting they'll probably hit a million podcasts in the world by early next year. Yep. 
They added 3,000 just last week. So podcasting is a big thing. So the Talking Golf Network is this sort of new venture, and it's a whole series of shows. There'll be this show, uh, State of the Game, which people might be familiar with. They've been doing that for about six or seven years with Jeff Shackleford and Mike Clayton. Uh, Feed the Ball, Derek's show is already there. Uh, we've just announced or just added Kurt Tyrrell's The Course Reports. Love that. If show. people aren't familiar with that, it's fantastic. I'm taking credit for You should too, actually, because it was you that pointed me in that direction. And Kurt does a fantastic job of interviewing superintendents from all over the from courses that you see on TV for tournament golf to places that you'd love to go, bucket list stuff. So that's a terrific show. The Talking Golf History Show is there with Connor Lewis. Yep. Uh, and we're looking to add some more as we go. So I suppose what we're really talking here is a – so kind of a new digital age. No one's figured out this digital age media thing yet, I don't think. So no, we're having a, our it takes a trailblazer like uh, Rod Morey, <laughs> well, the Troy McClure of yeah. Australian Golf Podcast. Um, yeah, and I, uh, the network concept is something that is has been there in other industries. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of tech podcast uh, networks and pop, popular culture podcast networks and sort of golf. comedy podcasts. They share networks. something with golf, don't they? Those specific areas of interest, those niches. Yeah, yeah like anything, I think, on the internet. Finding a niche is the is the path to mm-hmm. success or the path to getting an audience that are going to be engaged with you. When you go too broad, we've talked about this before. That when you go very broad, you get this, you get mass market. The more vanilla you have to add, it, it's incredibly <laughs> vanilla and boring. Yeah. So finding a niche allows you to be to go deep on a topic mm-hmm. and and really get great engagement with people where they're not just sort of tuning in and tuning out. They're tuning in and getting stuck in and, and actually getting in contact with the hosts of the podcast. And, yeah, which Twitter has been fantastic for. They've yeah. been a wonderful they've, – they've dovetailed beautifully and grown together lovely, haven't they? That's podcasts right. and Twitter have been a fantastic Yeah, I've always felt like Twitter's tool. sort of like the – it's almost like the director's commentary of the podcast or the podcast is the director's commentary of your Twitter thread uh-huh. or something like that. It's one or the other. It's replaced it's email in a lot of ways. I get most of the interaction I have with listeners. Yeah. I mean, we almost get no email at the podcast at icgolf.com email address. Almost no. nobody ever, but I would get messages on Twitter. Twitter as soon as a, an episode was released, and that's quite new. Uh, I, want to, I want you to have a guess. Let's play a guessing game. What do you think is the number one question people ask me when they say, what do you do? And I say, I do podcasts. What's that? Not quite, though it is for some. It's how do you make money? Oh, right. Yep. Which is kind of the buzz thing. The podcast industry, this is the, the grappling of it, and this is all wrapped up in that new media age. So we've got an answer for that question, Adrian. Like all other media, we haven't reinvented the wheel. You will be hearing some advertising on the Talking Golf Network Going forward, you couldn't see that, but I did air quotes, going forward, because I hate the term going forward, but this will be part of this uh, step in this new direction. The paid media job market is shrinking. Mm -hmm. There's less and less places for people like me who started 30 years ago when the world was simple. You had newspapers, radio, and television. You became a journo, and then you worked in those mediums. That's all changed dramatically. So we're now in an era where we kind of need to make a lot of this stuff for ourselves. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I don't feel like I'm well cut out for it. I like hosting the shows, the business side of it's more of a challenge. But that's kind of where, if not this, I'll probably end up driving buses. So that's kind of how we've got to here. Yeah, and I I congratulate you on... Finding a finding a sponsor that um, will we'll, we'll announce in due course. Yes, and th- um, th- thanks to you for that. <laughs> as, much, as much as me, that was a joint. But yes, and, uh, we do have a sponsor who you'll start hearing from shortly. Uh, and you know, hopefully there'll be there'll be several. And there's a way that you're going about uh, finding appropriate sponsors, which I uh, I find very agreeable with. Uh, you know, something that won't won't hurt the sort of content that we can talk about, but. Um, 
are, are going to be of interest to our listeners. I think there's a there's a narrow sort of target market for for the sorts of sponsors that are going to suit these shows. Well, it's an interesting relationship, isn't it? Because the sponsors you take on say as much about you as they do about the yeah, sponsor. The, yeah. There's an intimacy about this medium that doesn't really exist in a newspaper or a magazine, per se. If you read an ad for something you don't like in a magazine, you don't kind of blame the magazine. But if we sit here and say, you should go and do this and deal with our sponsor and you have a bad experience, guess who gets blamed? In, indeed, yeah. And so I, I, like, a- I like the rationale for... Uh, well, I like having a rationale for selecting a sponsor that yes. goes beyond just... They've got um, some money. They've got some money and they're yeah. willing to spend it with us. So uh, I, I think that's that's great. And you're to be congratulated there and I hope it's very successful. And I think it's important that it's successful because uh, there is no golf network with as diverse uh, a mix of shows as mm. the Talking Golf Network is going to have. And uh, it's if, if it didn't exist, it would be a loss for the people who enjoy this type of content. Um, and we've got to pay for it somehow. So, Yeah, indeed. And look, there's no pretending that it's the mass market that enjoys this sort of content. But we certainly found a market, haven't we? I think Absolutely. the figures from IC Golf Podcast tell us that, as do State of the Game, as do the History Podcast, and as do Derek's, that individually, as, a, as an advertising medium, none of them really are probably big enough to sustain themselves or survive alone. But as a network, you have a much bigger potential audience and each show can help to drive the other i hope a lot of people listeners to this show go and listen to the course reports Absolutely. with kurt because yep. it's a fantastic show that you might not otherwise hear about yeah just to pump the tires up on that one for a sec just as a like it's actually a podcast that's designed for superintendents and mm-hmm. greenkeepers to listen to and it's all greenkeepers and superintendents that they have on there there's a bit of there's a bit of in talk that you've got to kind of figure out when you, that, <laughs> you listen right. to it there's as well there's a little bit of in talk but um and so i think it was designed as a show that gets that information out there but as a show that uh, that educates golfers mm-hmm. on the effort that goes into presenting a golf course the way they expect it to be presented and to meet the ridiculous, <laughs> unreasonable expectations <laughs> that golfers have, um, that's, that's a real education. But I'm always amazed at how humble and uh, the, how modest the, the guests on Kurt's podcast are um, about the effort that they put into presenting this consist- these consistent playing surfaces year-round, overcoming all sorts of things. And- it's incredibly personal, isn't it? They, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not people doing a job. They're people who've got a calling. That's right. <laughs> if, yep. if they're needed at the course, if it's for 90 hours a week, then that's when they'll be there. I, yep. Actually, a guy used to play quite a bit of golf with a mate of a mate of mine was the 2IC at Carnarvon Golf Club for a long time, and I distinctly remember him one boxing day. He heard the weather report Christmas Day. He got up at 4 a.m., to go and water the golf course in the expectation yep. of a 43-degree day. Yep. And he knew he had to get the water on the course before it got too hot. Yep. Uh, 4.30 a.m. on Boxing Day, he got up and went to the – and that's not uncommon in that field. So that's a terrific podcast. I agree with you. And I've been really enjoying listening to Kurt. And Kurt's a fantastic interviewer, which is kind of the key to it as well. He really well. is, yeah. So he gives it. So we know we've got that. Feed the Ball is a terrific so, – Feed the Ball we talked about. And Talking Golf – well, Talking Golf History, we know Connor does a terrific job with that. So that's the idea of the Talking Golf Network to try and lift. But there will also be – and I know that we've spoken about this – I set up some months ago a Patreon account for Talking Golf. Everybody, If anybody's not familiar with what Patreon is, can you give them a thumbnail sketch, Adrian? Because I still feel a bit uncomfortable talking know, about it as an idea. I about this. But the, um, the, it's a listener-supported uh, way of – continuing a business so there's there's a place where you can go and you can effectively donate money to the podcast network and that goes straight into you know paying the rent on on, the, mm. on rod studio 
and uh, and you know keeping the doors open um, and uh, it's it's an important component of um, you know, making this a viable business. It's uh, it's funny because it, it's not a must. Well, you can set it up as a must do if you want to, but the whole idea of it is simply. If you like what we do and would like to contribute to keeping it going, feel free to do so in amounts anywhere from $1 to hundreds of thousands. If anybody out there has got hundreds of thousands, come and talk to me. Don't do Patreon. Give me a call. But that, that's the idea of it. I like that. I'm going to give that guy 10 bucks because I, I, I like what he does and I want him to keep doing it. That's right. And you can set up recurring payments. Mm-hmm. And, if you want to. Um, there's, uh, and it, you know, it's the sort of thing where you can you – know, one the cost of a cup of coffee – a month um, is, is something that makes a huge difference to, to Rod and allows yeah. allows him to keep doing this. Yeah, I've, I've gone months without a coffee. Yeah. So <laughs> one, one a month would be a real bonus uh, at this stage. I'd be, I'd yep. Be, yep. Yeah, so that's how the Patreon And it only really needs a small percentage of the listenership to actually do that. Yeah, which I think mathematically, I, well, I think the evidence shows that that's pretty much how Patreon works for most podcasters. A lot of podcasters rely on Patreon to pay things like the hosting fees. Yep. I mean, they're not outrageous, but they've got to be paid for. And if you don't have a day job... That makes it awkward. And if you do have a day job, you've got less time for podcasting, so you get stuck in the middle. So, yes, I technically don't really have a day job so much anymore. This is going to be my day job, so that's another potential income stream. I know I've banged on about this before, Adrian, the, the new media model. I feel like it's going to look a lot more like cafes. I think this is a prime example. You'll still have Starbucks and Gloria Jeans, but predominantly your media outlets will be people like me and you to a certain extent. I mean, this isn't your business per se at the moment. It's kind of a hobby for you. But uh, people like us just making enough to get by, you know, a decent living for providing a service that people are prepared to and happy to pay for. Yeah, it's a it's a luxury we've got now that there, there's so many ways to connect to people um, and find people, mm. um, whereas previously, you know, the only means of communication was you had to buy the newspaper or... Mm. Um, turn on the TV. Um, now there's you know devices in everybody's pockets, and how do you when you really sort of zoom out from that and understand the big picture? Then it, it just means you can find your people, yeah. and <laughs> they can find you, no matter how weird they are. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, uh, and once you have found them, then you can you know start producing content and enjoying each other's company, uh, you know, across the world. So it's um uh, it's it's the extraordinary thing. And then you know, so how do you um, monetize that for one of a better word um, there's various ways but it's nothing it looks nothing like the no. way traditional media has done it I feel like there'll be no one income stream so yeah. advertising is no longer going to be the only source of income for a media company the only source of income for a company like News Limited is advertising yep. I don't think the media company of the future will look like that it'll come from that from organising events, we did the State of the Game event down at Bumbergle Dunes. We did the golf day with I Seek Golf right. at uh, Bonnie Dune. Those kinds you've of things. To, you've got to actually work a lot harder. <laughs> Absolutely. There, there's legitimate work in it. And you've got to yep. provide a much better service. Yep. It's a much less passive relationship than you have with a magazine or a newspaper or a, one of those bigger sort of medias. But that comes with, exactly, it takes effort. And like any relationship, you've got to kind of work on it. So, look, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there to unpick. It's, it's about all sorts of things. But the, the message for today's show, this is the preview, the Talking Golf Network. If you haven't gone and had a look yet, talkinggolf.com. It's a pretty simple website, predominantly just links to each of the shows with a little bit of a host about each of the buyers. As I said, we will be adding more in the coming weeks and months. I hope to get to about 10. I think that would be a nice number. Yep. And I think there's enough niche areas within golf to support, say, 10 shows. And with each show increasing the diversity of the content. That's right. You know, you don't hear the same thing twice. okay to speculate. I think we're looking at a travel show and maybe yes, an equipment show. Yes, that's right. And uh, something for women's golf as well um, and uh, you know, various various other 
some yeah, topics. So there's there's loads of topics yep. that, that that golf has. You know, we all know what they are. Well, instruction. Where would you start with instruction? Yep. Right. yep. <laughs> that one's at the bottom of the list because it's in the too hard basket at the moment. But anyway, that's what uh, that's what talking golf is going to look like. Go and have a look at talkinggolf.com. And uh, if you enjoy just this show, terrific. If you enjoy any of the other shows, fantastic. You will be hearing. Mention of each of the shows on each of the other shows. That's how a network works. Lots of cross promotion. And you'll be hosting every show. That's yeah, cool. Well, I am yep. the Troy McClure yep. of the Gold. No, of course, no, I won't. won't be hosting every show. <laughs> I'll be. Relax I'm actually people. trying to host less. I, 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 the idea of the Talking Golf History podcast was always for me to help Connor get the hang of it and yep. then withdraw, which I did a couple of episodes ago. And he's doing a fabulous job. You've done a fine Obviously. job there with Connor. Yes. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Don't let's not get carried away. There's some still some rough edges to be smoothed. His enthusiasm is fantastic, and that's true of all of the podcast hosts. I think that are on yep. the network, and that'll be one of the keys to whether or not you get a start. If you happen to be out there and you think you got an idea for a golf podcast and you'd like to be part of the network. Go to the website. There's a little tab there. Uh, send me an email. Oh, I might do that. Cart path. Well, you've had a couple of ideas for some good podcasts, but the <laughs> truth of them is they're a commitment, aren't they? And they're harder to get started because once you start, you've got it to keep hard. going. It so. is hard people to commit to As a sideline, absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, and every podcaster in the world is to be congratulated for the effort that they put in because it's nowhere near as easy as us pros make it look, just like golf. Adrian, great to chat today. Good to catch up with you. Looking forward to uh, doing much more of this. We haven't yet decided whether we're going to be weekly or fortnightly with Good Good. My gut feeling says it'll be weekly. Yep. But with three hosts, we'll have a bit more freedom for people to take a bit of time off from time to time and, yep. and whatnot. So, look, uh, that's it for this episode. Look forward to catching, your, catching up with you again shortly, Adrian. And to the listeners, look forward to you hopefully coming along for the ride on the Talking Golf Network and here with us at the Good Good, good, good Golf Podcast. Thanks, Rod. Get there.